money, deals, tribal knowledge, resources, and training. We are Texas's largest real estate investor association at TexasStarterKit.com. My name is Shanoa Grove. Welcome to the show. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Texas Rias. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Texas Rias. You've got Shanoa Grove here, the founder and president of Texas Rias, and excited to be here with you to share the latest for the market update. We've got a lot of great new data to share, as well as some forecasts for what to expect for the rest of 2021 and beyond. So welcome, everyone. Welcome, welcome, welcome. You've got Shanoa Grove here, president of the Texas Real Estate Investor Association. Associations. So glad to have you all. We have meetings in Austin, Houston, Dallas, Fort Worth, and San Antonio. We meet right now every Tuesday and Thursday live via Zoom. So the obstacle is the way. We're not meeting yet in person, but we're scheduled to start that probably in the June, uh, July timeframe. So if you'd like to meet with us live, put that on your calendar and uh, we'll be able to see you and get to network with you all in person. Until then, the obstacle is the way. So we're just doing our meetings every Tuesday and Thursday via Zoom. What can you learn from us over at Texas Rias? Well, we'll tell you. Uh, we'd love to share the market update and the market forecast with you all so you know how to invest given where we are in today's market and what to expect going forward. We'll also share with you what we've learned over almost two decades of investing in real estate. Our first real estate deal we did in 2003, and since then we have not had to take a paycheck from anybody else and have not had to look back or update our resume. We love what we do as real estate investors, and we love being able to share it with the members of our group. So again, just want to welcome you all. Uh, as part of our association, again, we have meetings all throughout Texas. So what we typically say is we are Texans teaching Texans how to invest in Texas using strategies that actually work in Texas. So excited to be able to share some of those strategies with you all today and talk to you about how you can find the best off-market deals. So we're in a very interesting situation when it comes to the market right now, and we're going to share with you how to find deals given that disruption that we're all working through. And it's probably not the disruption you're all thinking about, which is our worldwide disruption, but it's actually an inventory disruption. So we're going to be talking about that in detail and how you guys can plan for it if you are thinking about investing in real estate or if you are trying to figure out how to scale your investment. So I'll tell you guys, we've got some really great information to share with you. And of course, I'm so very excited to be here as part of the Investor Association to be able to share that with you. Uh, so today we're going to be doing the market update and we're going to do a training presentation. We're going to share some best practices, some what we call pro tips. And we're also going to share with you some ability to get some additional training with us. So if you think, gosh, I'm just not getting enough information to be able to start my business, I uh, love listening to you guys, but just here it for about two hours, a couple times a month or a couple times a week is just not enough for me to build my real estate investing business. Don't worry, we've got you covered. So we've got some extra training coming up for you. We're excited to be able to share that with you. And as we talk about uh, a little bit about why I'm here, so a lot of people ask me, you know, why do you continue to help new investors as they're getting started? Why do you continue to help investors scale their business? And I'll tell you, uh, if it were not for the local investor association that I joined back in 2003, I'll tell you, I would not be where I am today as a real estate investor. I'd probably be struggling. I probably would have had to go back to work for someone else, but it was because of that first local association 
that I eventually took over and eventually grew into not just one real estate investor association, but investor associations all throughout Texas. If it were not for that first association, the people that were there, that were there and uh, so generous and kind and helped me, gave me that hand up that I needed to get those contacts, those contracts, those contractors, gosh, I would just not be where I am today. So me continuing to hold uh, this position, me continuing to uh, lead real estate investors uh, through every single part of the market cycle has been both an honor, a privilege, and a little bit of a duty to pay back for what this investor association did for me just so many years ago. So I just want to thank that investor association and thank you guys all for being here with us and giving me uh, a little bit of a platform to be able to share my experience and also share it with you guys to be able to help you grow your business. We love answering your questions here. It always is testing us, uh, both our legal knowledge, our contract knowledge, as well as our knowledge of different uh, contractors and different resources in the different areas. So we love sharing that. Of course, we love doing deals with the members of our association. So one of the things that we get to do is partner with the members of our association. We get to fund your deals. And uh, that's something that we love to do. We get a lot of joy out of, and of course, we get to make money out of. So it's a little bit self-serving from that standpoint and the uh, from the respect that we get to do deals with you guys, uh, get to partner with you guys, and of course, get to fund your deals. But this association is also very near and dear to my heart because, again, this was uh, the beginning of my real estate journey. And again, without this as part of my path, I would not be where I am today in terms of income, in terms of wealth, in terms of having a great place to live as a real estate investor. Uh, so just want to thank you guys for being part of it and welcome you all to the meeting. So again, Texas Re is we meet every Tuesday and Thursday. Right now we're doing it live via Zoom, uh, but we're also broadcasting throughout uh, the uh, the several different media channels. So we're live on Facebook, we're on Zoom, we're on GoToWebinar, we're on Twitch, we've got a podcast, we've got a YouTube channel, we're on Instagram, uh, we're on a little bit of everything. So again, just want to welcome you guys. No matter how you want to consume information, no matter how you want to consume knowledge, don't worry, we've got an alternative uh, way for you to be able to do that and excited to be able to share. So again, everyone, welcome to the Texas RIAs and the Texas Real Estate Market Update. I've got a lot of great information to share with you. And one thing that I want to kick this off with is just by saying that this is the best market by far that we have ever seen here in Texas real estate. And it is 100% a result of the disruption that we're all living through right now. Uh, and a couple other things that I'm going to reveal as we go through the meeting. So if you're curious about why this is the best market and what stats I'm using to say that it's the best market. Just give me a couple moments and I'll be able to share that with you. I will say, of course, gosh, we are in probably one of the most fluid and one of the most dynamic situations we've ever been with and one of the most fluid and dynamic market cycles we've ever got, uh, uh, been through. So I'll just tell you, get used to it. We've got a lot of different changes on the horizon. And I will tell you that some of the exact things that are causing us to be in the best real estate market that we've ever seen are also going to cause us some major problems over the next six months, uh, 12 months, and even over the next several years. So I'll explain what that is as well. And of course, opportunities arise from these disruptions. For us, we've been able to invest uh, no matter whether the market is up, uh, down, uh, up again, flat, or what the market we're in right now, which is what I would 
would call an upside down market. You guys can make money no matter where the market is. As a real estate investor, we always have one of two problems. When the market is up, it's hard to find deals, but it's easy to sell deals. When the market is down, it's easy to find deals, but much harder to sell deals. I can tell you from experience of investing in all those different markets, being in an up market is a much more fun place to be and a much more safe place to be, especially when you're getting started as a real estate investor. And of course, we're in the little bit of a middle of a crisis right now uh, throughout the country, throughout the world. Uh, but there's an old saying, never let a good crisis get away. And for us as part of the Investor Association, and for me personally in my business, I am committed to that saying. So I have done a lot of things over the last several months to pivot my business, actually over the last year, in fact, uh, to pivot my business. And I'm going to be sharing with you what those pivots were so that you can learn from them as well and so that you can pivot if needed, your business and or so if you're getting started that you know exactly how to start. So excited to be able to share that with you guys. And uh, of course, we're not going to let this great opportunity go to waste. The obstacle is the way, as the author Ryan Holiday says. So let's just give us an opportunity to work on our skills, get better at the things that we do, pivot and react and uh, uh, plan, in fact, for not just the current disruption, but the disruptions that are coming. So every week when we get together, we give a real estate investing tip of the week. So excited to be able to share some of the past ones as well as uh, this week's with you as well. And again, if you guys are joining us on any of our platforms, know that we are able to answer questions for you. So if you'd like to uh, get some questions answered and you're on our go-to webinar, just type in your questions into the chat box. If you're on our Facebook live feed, just type in those questions into the chat box and you can mention my name in it. So I get tagged. So I know exactly how and when to respond to you. So we also have some staff on. So if I'm not able to answer it right now, some of our great staff, we've got Brittany, we've got grandma and we'll be able to answer those questions for you. And of course, for those of you guys who can't stay for the full meeting, but want to get a lot out of it and maybe want to follow up on the training later, you guys can head on over to www.texasstarter.com kit.com. Again, that's www.texasstarterkit.com. And there we'll give you some free training. And there we'll also help you work on your personal business blueprint. So we've got a couple of questions that we'll ask you in order to really understand where you are in your business right now. And a couple of questions to ask you to understand where you want to go in your business. And then from there, we'll be able to help you build your personal blueprint. So it was, again, that first and initial business uh, investor association that I joined that helped me with my business blueprint. And again, gave me the contacts, contracts, and contractors that I needed in my local business to be able to get started locally, right? So the difference between Texas RIAs and any of the other, what we call kind of traveling pitchmen or gurus who are going all over the country and talking about real estate investing is that, hey, we live here, we work here, we invest here. Texans teaching Texans, right? We know the rules, we know the con- we have the contacts, we have the contracts, we have the contractors that you guys need to be successful. So what a lot of people find the biggest challenge that they have is when they're getting their information from YouTube University, that gosh, they just are not able to get the traction that they need to get because they don't have those local contracts, they don't have those local contractors, and they don't have those local contacts. So we wanna be able to provide that with you as part of Texas RIAs. 
We've got all that because we live here, we work here, we invest here, we eat, breathe, sleep, drink real estate and real estate investing, and we invest all over the state of Texas. So you guys are at the right place and at the right time. Uh, And we love to help new investors as they're getting started, build their personal business blueprint. That's one of the things that we've been committed to for years and years. Normally we would get to do that live and in person and help a whole group of people, but now we get to do it a little bit differently. Again, the obstacle is the way. So allow us to do this for you just online. We'd love to help you in your business because again, it was this first investor association that helped me in my business. And gosh, if it were not for it, I would not be where I am today. And that's not to brag or anything like that, but that's just to let you know where we're coming from as a real estate investor association and what we're designed to do to help you launch your business. And we're very excited to be able to do that. And one of the things that we love to share is something that we call our tip of the week. So we've got a list in white here of all of the prior tips. So if you're not uh, watching right now, some of those prior tips are wholesaler tips, quick claim deeds and different types of deeds tips, uh, plumbing under the slab memorandum of contract, following up on return direct mail, different ways to stop a foreclosure, memorandum of contract. Uh, So I actually repeated that one. So we're going to show you in that example how to count your eggs before they hatch, when to do a double close and when to use the blind HUD or closing disclosure statement. And today's tip, we're going to talk about the best day to go out driving for dollars. And then upcoming, so next week we'll talk a little bit about cross collateralization. So a little known way, especially for new investors as they're getting started to be able to securitize their loans, uh, any loans that you use or lend to other investors or any loans that you're trying to borrow or get from other investors. So we'll talk about today uh, what's the best way, best day to drive for dollars. So especially now more than ever uh, with so few houses on the market, you've got to get incredibly creative in order to find homes, find sellers and get them even before they go to the market. And that's ultimately where we make money as real estate investors. So what we found is when we go out driving for dollars or when we send for us our buyers out driving for dollars, uh, because that's where we've grown in our business, we find out what the trash days are in the different neighborhoods. And we are able to see just by driving through the neighborhoods early in the morning, the houses that did not put their trash out, the houses, sometimes that's a little bit of a red flag, if you will, for, Hey, no one's home. No one's living here. And what that means is it could be a great opportunity for you to find that seller if they're not living there. And we've got several different ways of tracking people down. And one of the, my favorite ways of tracking people down is to just ask the neighbor. Uh, The things that your neighbors know about you will both surprise you and make you a little uncomfortable, uh, but usually it's a lot more than you think that they know. So what opportunity does that allow for you? Well, that allows you to get their contact information, right? That allows you to be able to find them. We also have many other ways. In fact, about 10 different ways to be able to find people if the neighbors don't work. Of course, there's the CAD, the Central Appraisal District, where you can find the difference between the owner's address, the physical address of the property, and the owner's mailing address. So that's the number one way. Number two is just a little bit of light uh, Google stalking or even Facebook stalking. Uh, And sometimes we've actually found people through Ancestry.com. I know that's a little creepy, uh, but ultimately it allowed us to unlock a deal that was previously we were unable to find someone. Uh, There's true people search. There's white pages. uh, There's uh, some other uh, uh, strategies that we use. For example, we subscribe to ID iCore. Now it costs us an arm and a leg to be able to subscribe 
subscribe to that, but it also, again, allows us to unlock deals the most new investors and most uh, people don't even know about. So love to be able to share that with you, of course, your neighbors, and then occasionally, gosh, there's the people who really escape us, right? The people that we're really trying to find, we can't using all of the 10 plus different resources that we use as real estate investors. And in those cases, we've actually hired private detectives to go and find people. Why would we do that? Well, because if we're the first person to get to them, sometimes we're able to unlock a lot of profits that a lot of new investors who don't understand that that's the way to find people actually do it. So we use different private investigators to be able to specifically track down people. And in this case, now more than Never, ever, we're tracking down heirs, right? So we want to find some of those different heirs, especially, <clears throat> pardon me, if there's a probate situation, we've got to find them. So the best way, best time to drive for dollars and to find those people who are basically raising their hands saying, hey, no one lives here, uh, gosh, is the days that the trash is not out and the days to drive for dollars is the day that's trash day. So look for those houses that have not put their trash out. And sometimes you'll also see a little bit of deferred maintenance or maybe a lawn that doesn't look like it's being quite kept up. So Look for those different opportunities, especially now more than ever, because the inventory shortage, you have to be incredibly creative. So when you're driving for dollars, obviously you can't necessarily knock on those doors. Now you can uh, put a little message on the door so you can leave a post-it, uh, you can leave a door hanger. And then again, while you're there, talk to the neighbors to see if you can find out where they are potentially living or what their contact information is. So you can get them ahead of everybody else, uh, which everyone likes to get that head start especially now when it comes to real estate uh, in this market that we're in right now. Now, so after you get their names, then you can call them, you can text them, you can email them, uh, you can mail them at their uh, current living address as well. So we've got several different ways to be able to contact them from there. And what I love about houses that are vacant is you get to overcome the number one objection that we have, which is what? Do you guys know what that over number one objection is? If you're following us on uh, Facebook Live or you're following us on GoToWebinar, I want you to take a second to type that in. I'll go ahead and tell you though, but that number one objection is I don't want to move, right? I don't have a, I don't, I don't know if I can find a place to go. Um, I don't have the money to move. I want to stay here. I've got this. So now you're overcoming that objection without even having that as, as an objection, which we love because it just gets us closer to the finish line as real estate investors. So that's one of the tips we'd like to share with you. And next week we'll talk a little bit about cross collateralization which is a fun and little known way to securitize a loan. <clears throat> So that's an exciting thing uh, to be able to do. And of course, we give all of these tips every single week uh, free to you guys. So uh, join us. And of course, we've got different ways to be able to learn and get additional tips even beyond this through our three-day training. And we actually have a three-day training coming up for you all. So we know that sometimes just getting these bits and pieces and tips of the week is just not enough to build your business at the speed that you definitely want to build your business at. So what we've done is we have designed a real estate training, a three-day training, and we've got one coming up for you all. Uh, that's April 9th, 10th, and 11th. So it's a live online training. We're doing it live via Zoom. Again, uh, it's a little bit hard to get uh, these big hotels and these big ballrooms 
and feel like we're in a safe place in doing that. So we want to protect you guys. We want to protect us. And we want you guys to be able to see us because with the social distancing that's required right now, and with typically having somewhere between 100 and 200 people on these calls or in these rooms, we want to make sure that you guys can see us, can really get to interact with us. And what we found over the last year is Zoom is really the way to do that. So love to have you guys join us. We'll give you some more tips, practical, actionable steps step-by-step tips. Uh, We'll teach you the 12 strategies that we've learned since we've been investing since 2003. We'll talk about all of the different marketing campaigns that you can use right now in today's market to be able to find those off-market, those wholesale deals, because they are not on the MLS right now. And then we'll talk about probably one of my favorite things, uh, the exactly what to say, the 10 sales scripts to be able to uh, get leads, to be able to talk to leads, to be able to put them under contract and to be able to ultimately get them to the finish line so you can make money with them. We'll also talk to you guys about partnering uh, with some of the local experts. So we're not going to just be on ourselves. We're going to bring on several of the members of the Real Estate Investor Association so you can meet with them and add them to your contact list as well. Uh, We'll also talk to you guys about how to access funding for your deals. So you'll be able to take down that next real estate deal and uh, do it without worry. So we have millions and millions of dollars as part of our investor association. In fact, we're going to introduce you to someone that we call the $2 billion man who is here to help you make sure you got funding for all of those deals. This is a great workshop. You all be there. I'll be teaching you along with my husband. You'll love his background and you'll love his experience. And you can join us if you'd like to get set up right now. Just head on over to texasstarterkit.com. That's texasstarterkit.com. And we'll get you registered for that. And on top of that, we'll help you with your personalized plan so that when you come into the meeting, you already know what you need to be listening for in order to make your business start working today. And one of the beautiful things about what's going on right now, again, the obstacle is the way. So you can see some of the... uh, Uh, pictures that we have in the background are of these big hotels and these big ballrooms where we typically have somewhere between 100 and 200 plus real estate investors in each of our meetings. Well, right now we are doing it live on Zoom. And right now, because of that, we're saving a lot of money in hotels and hotels expenses. So we get to pass that savings directly onto you. So for a very limited time, uh, we're going to be doing this for free. So we've been able to do that over the past year. But as we start to go back to our live meetings, guess what, guys? We're going to have to start charging again, again, to just pay for those big hotels and those fancy ballrooms so that we all get together and talk about real estate investing. So if you'd like to take advantage of it before we start going live again, and we expect to do that in June, uh, head on over to texasstarterkit.com and get registered. And please go ahead and write this into your calendar right now. Our next meeting is April 9th, April 10th, and April 11th. That's a Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. We start at 9 a.m. every day, and we go until you guys tell us to stop, which means we answer questions until you guys are done asking questions. So sometimes 
that'll have us go until 7 p.m. Sometimes we've gone as late as 10 p.m. answering your questions about real estate. So I'll tell you, I am dedicated to outlasting every single one of you. What does that mean? That means I'm not going to bed. We are not stopping the call until we've answered every single one of your questions. So allow us to be of service in your business. Allow us to help you build your business. Allow us to introduce you to some of the people that are going to be incredibly important to you in your business when it comes to finding deals, when it comes to funding deals, when it comes to partnering on deals, when it comes to splitting those deals, when it comes to unleashing all of that tribal knowledge. So again, we've got about two decades of tribal knowledge and experience, and we'd love to be able to share that with you. So guys, we are in an incredibly disrupted market right now. We're going to share with you what that disruption looks like, and we're going to share with you how you can best benefit for that. So it's uh, at least in, not in Texas real estate. So what does that mean? What, what that means is we have not had a down market uh, since roughly, 2010-2011, depending on what Texas market it's been in. We've had a V-shaped recovery for the single family uh, housing market. So that's been an incredible benefit, especially for some of our buy and hold investors. So we have well over $10 million worth of buy and hold investment inventory that we started acquiring when we first started investing back in 2003. So we've been in up markets, down markets, long sideways markets, up markets again, and what I would call this market a completely upside down market. And it's completely upside down and completely disrupted right now. But our 2020 year over year sales volume, even in spite of a worldwide disruption, was 9.4% higher than what it was in 2019. Now, some of you guys may be saying that's great, but it's 2021. I want to know what's happening right now. I'll tell you. So the forecast for 2021 sales for the entire state is expected to be up, but only up in the three to 5% range. Hmm, how could we, in the middle of a worldwide disruption, had 9.4% increase in sales year over year, but after we're kind of getting used to that and after we have our sea legs with it, our forecast for 2021, why is it actually lower than our forecast for 2020? Well, I'll tell you, it's all about the inventory. It's all about the inventory and truly understanding that inventory situation. So I'm going to break down what that looks like for us right now. And I'm going to break down what it looks like for all of the major markets throughout Texas. So really what it's about is understanding that inventory and understanding a concept that we call months of inventory or months supply of inventory. Commonly, I call it MOI, just months of inventory. And I'll tell you, <clears throat> I'll tell you what that means. So if you look at the number of active listings today, uh, you'll see how many properties we have on the market. And right now it's very few. And I'm going to go through and break that down by each of the major markets in Texas. Now, if you look at over the past six months, how many houses have we sold? And you look at and you divide that by six. So if you say, for example, in the last uh, month in a particular neighborhood, there were 18 houses that sold. And if you divide that by six, you'll get the total number of houses that sell every single month. So 18 divided by six is three houses that sell a month. And uh, a market 
market that's not a great market, you might have 30 properties that are active on the market. So not under, uh, not uh, sold. So you take the three houses that are selling a month and you find that you have a 10 month supply of inventory of homes for sale, the 30 divided by the three that are selling a month. But in the market that we have right now, we have closer to maybe six properties on the market. So again, that six divided by that three is closer to about a two month supply of inventory. Okay, great. So what does that mean? Well, our typical market, what we call our market equilibrium is somewhere between six and six and a half months of inventory. And right now here in Texas, we're at about two months or less in many of the markets throughout Texas, less than two months supply of inventory. They say anything above six months of inventory is a buyer's market. Anything below six months of inventory is a seller's market. Right now we are on a seller's market on steroids, in fact, with the little, such little amount of inventory that we have. So what we're seeing is these huge jumps in average and medium prices. And again, we have uh, this incredible uh, reduction in supply of inventory. So why are all of these things happening right now? Why is our inventory so low? Well, there are several different reasons and I've listed many of them here. I'll walk through them for those of you guys who are just listening to us, but it's uncertainty about what's coming that paralyzes sellers. So a lot of sellers are thinking, if I sell, where will I go? Uh, Will I be homeless? Uh, Where will I be? There's no inventory. I'll tell you, in fact, on the home that we live in right now, a few weeks ago, we got a letter from a realtor who said, my uh, my, uh, buyer is looking for inventory in your market. I'd like to come and uh, talk to you about if you'd be interested in selling your home. And literally, we called him, we sent him some pictures of their house, and they're like, yes, we're interested. We'd like to come and see it. And my husband and I had a little bit of a panic attack. It was like, well, where are we going to go? You know, where are we going to live? And uh, that's one of the situations that you face when there's very little inventory. So there's uncertainty in the market of where, where's the economy going? Uh, where's this disruption headed? Uh, am I safe in my job? And there is also the disruption of, well, if there's no inventory, how am I going to be able to buy the next house? Uh, So what I typically tell people and even had to have this discussion with myself recently, as we were thinking about selling our house is this, if you, if you sell in an up market, you get to take advantage of that big boost that you get for selling. But if you're also having to buy in an up market, you're always going to have to pay a little bit more. The converse is true. So if you're sell in a down market, you're not going to get as much for your home as you pre- previously thought it was worth as an example. But if you're also buying in a down market, then you're also going to pay a lot less for that next house. It's one or the other. So you can't usually typically sell at the highest point in the market and buy at the lowest part, point in the market. Those two things are uh, uh, just, just a little bit of an oxymoron, right? They just don't go together. Now, if you have some of the skills that we have as a real estate investor, you'll be able to unlock some of those off-market deals, some of those pre-foreclosure deals, some of those pre-pre-foreclosure deals, some of those 30, 60, 90-day late uh, deals, some of those properties that are maybe in probate or in bankruptcy. And one of the things that we'll teach you as part of our lesson today is how to find and identify those uh, 65 different marketing strategies that will help you find those deals. So another issue uh, that we're having to understand right now which is, are the potential buyers that are coming to my house, uh, are they healthy, right? 
Uh, do I have people with uh, compromised health that uh, live with me, right? So that's something to think about. So for us, we just got back from a trip and we've got to make sure that we're safe for the people that we interact with, specifically our parents who are very close to us and here over at our house all the time, who are not necessarily compromised uh, uh, immune function, but they're a little bit older. So typically they're more susceptible to maybe getting sick. So that's another thing that people are thinking about. Where has this buyer been? What have they touched? What is their temperature, right? Uh, will they fill out a form that makes uh, me know that they're safe and healthy? And then will the stream of buyers that are coming into my house, will they interrupt my day? Will they interrupt my child's day, right? Uh, will they interrupt my meeting? How can I prevent that? So we literally had the buyer that was leaving at our house say, yes, we want to come and now is good. And it's like, well, gosh, I've got Zoom meetings all day. My child is in his own Zoom meetings with pop quizzes, exams, etc. And they got the dog running around. You'll be able to hear our little dog earning his bark collar today, uh, running around in the background. And gosh, we're, we're here much more often than before when we just make our bed and leave the house and make it open for anyone who wants to come in. Uh, there's also the uh, incredible motivation of those very low interest rates. Now, over the last week, we have seen interest rates go up above that 3% mark, uh, but still uh, get some perspective, right? Those are still incredibly low interest rates. And I will say another disruption is the last market cycle changed how builders build and develop. So there are a lot less um, uh, risk aggressive now. They're a little bit more risk averse. They want to build based on uh, not speculatively, but build based on a contract that they already have on the house. And of course, we have some major labor shortages right now with immigration policies, border crossing insecurity uh, that stops maybe would-be uh, contractors or helpers to come over uh, and work. That's causing a labor shortage, which means prices have gone up for labors. And of course, the disruption that we're all living through, prices have gone up for materials and prices have gone up for land, especially as people have said, hey, I don't want to live maybe in the city as much as I used to, but I want a big piece of land where I feel safe and secure and I've got my own uh, peace of mind. And of course, the city permitting. Uh, we're from the government. We're here to help. We're from the government. We're here to make you safe. So some of the city permitting and building codes have made houses more expensive to build and take longer to build. And that has also caused the prices to go up. And that's also caused a lot of inventory to go down. And then I'll say, I'll call it the Elon effect. So the Elon Musk effect, for example, uh, he's a Texan now, right? And we have so many companies that are now moving to Texas uh, because of some of the policies and some of the government that we have here and in place that it's causing more people to want to move here, live here, because the economy is so strong here. And many owners want to keep their starter homes as possibly rental properties or turn them into Airbnbs. And the Airbnb trend, especially in some of these major Texas cities, where there's so many events going on and so many opportunities to come to visit, uh, has caused, again, a reduction in the total amount of inventory. And of course, uh, from another governmental standpoint, Houses not going into foreclosure, at least not at the same rate that they were before due to some of the government uh, policies where we've been extending foreclosure moratoriums, right? So again, we're from the government. We're here to help. Uh, actually, gosh, unemployment's not as bad, I think, as it, you know, it's 
a practically normal unemployment, just a little bit higher, uh, but way less unemployment than what we had in the last market cycle, 2008, 2009, 2010. Yet houses, they were allowing houses to go into foreclosure at uh, the normal rate. So they were allowing houses to be put back on the market. And now we're not seeing that. Now, just a little uh, trick, and we'll probably add this to some of the tips for uh, the coming weeks, is it's just because there's a foreclosure moratorium does not mean there's a foreclosure moratorium on every loan type. So I'll explain what that means as we come up into some of the tips for the upcoming weeks. And guys, I want to go ahead and get started on some of the stats for Texas. So I'm going to get to show you that so you know what it looks like to be investing here. And you can understand some of the trends that we have. So let's, let's, go, let's go and break that down. Let's break down that Texas market cycle and where we are in terms of the market update. So last month, we saw the sales price increase to $322,000 on average. It was up 16% year over year. We saw the median price increase to $262,000, up 13% year over year. We saw days on market drop from 64 days to 48 days. We saw the number of closed sales in Texas go up 18%. We saw the months of inventory drop to 1.6 months of inventory. Pending sales were up 19% year over year and total active listings are down 44% year over year. So we have fewer houses on the market. We have more houses that are pending to go to closing. We have major increases in the number of closed sales. And we saw that same history when you look at the 2020 full year sales data. So last year in 2020, sales were up 9.4% versus last year. And the average price was up 8.2% versus last year. So that was a great performance for Texas. Now, as I stated earlier, I think we're going to do great in Texas this year again, but just not as great as what we did last year. And the reason why that is, is simply because we just don't have the inventory to support it. Now, when I also say not as great as we did last year, let me just make clear what I'm talking about. And that means we're going to have an increase in year-over-year sales from 2021 to from 2020 to 2021, uh, but it's not going to be as big of an increase as what we had from 2020 to 2019. But our average and median price is going to up and up and up and skyrocket through the roof and continue to do so because again, we have so many people moving here and so many fewer homes for them to actually be able to move into. So it's been an incredible uh, positive thing, especially for those of us who have buy and hold inventory. Let's break down some of the major markets in Texas. So I've got a little infographic for all of the different major markets in Texas. The sales price in Austin, uh, $460,000 last month for the average, up 24% year over year. And we're going to see those same increases as we continue through 2021. Our median price was up 20% at $365,000. Days on market dropped from 62 days to 33 days on market before the property went under contract and closed sales were up 24% year over year. Right now in Austin, we have something that's incredibly and, and, and unprecedented, which is 0.4 months of inventory. Remember, I mentioned earlier that our market equilibrium is about six to six and a half months of inventory. So we're literally 
running at about one-tenth of what we our typical market inventory would be. Pending sales were up 14% last month. They would have been up even higher had we have had the inventory to support it. Our total active listings down 72% year over year. I want to make sure you guys take note of this. Total active listings less than 1,400. Total pending sales over 3,300. Normally, that is completely the opposite of what's shown here. So normally, we have our active listings higher, significantly higher than what we have our pending listings at. But because of this current disruption, it is actually lower. Our 2020 full year data for the Austin surrounding area, year to date sales were up 8.4% and the average price was up 11.3%. So Austin is being tested more than any of the other markets when it comes to the total months of inventory at a below one month supply of inventory. Uh, Houston, is doing a little bit better when it comes to month supply of inventory, but not much. Uh, Houston right now is only at a 1.6 supply of inventory. The sales price in Houston last month was 350,000 on average, up 16% year over year. And the median price was 276,000, up 16% year over year. Days on market were a very fast 48 days versus 68 days last year. And our closed sales in Houston, and this is partially because of what we saw with uh, the snowstorm that we all had to live through and some of the pipe bursts that we all had to live through uh, last uh, or in this past February. Uh, so that was a little disruptive. It took a house, more houses off the market and some were not able to close or not able to close on time uh, because of some repairs that had to have been made after. Uh, so this month, uh, February, closed sales were up one point. Last month, it was actually up 28%. So just want to make sure you have that perspective. There were fewer closes, again, because some of the closes were delayed because of the snowstorm and some of the issues that came up after that. Uh, right now, we have a 1.6 month supply of inventory versus 3.3 months the same time last year. And our pending sales are up in Houston 12% year over year, and our total active listings are down 38%. So even though um, this is a very unusual ratio also for Houston, meaning that pending sales are uh, 8,000, uh, active listings are about 24,000, normally it's more than double for, or almost double for active listings, and about the same or a little bit less for pending sales. So again, more of our listings are going pending within days of them hitting the market. The full year data for 2020, just again as a look back to understand, year-to-date sales in 2020 were up 10.5% versus last year, and year-to-date average price was up 6% last year. So Houston performed very well and is also predicted to continue to perform very well throughout the rest of 2021. Now let's take a look at some of that February San Antonio data, where the sales price was up 15% year over year at 315,000. So San Antonio is now an above $300,000 area when it comes to average price. It had consistently been below 
that sort of Mendoza line, if you will, uh, for that San Antonio market, right? So Mendoza is the is the is the hitting average, right? That puts you either in the game or out of the game, right? In the major leagues or not. Uh, the sales price for the median is up 11%. So you, this used to be several years ago under 200,000, and then forever it was under 250,000. But right now it's 264,000. Days on market is a very fast 51 days versus 74 days last year. And closed sales last month, and again, we saw a little bit of that, this in Houston as well, were only up 1%, again, because of the storm that hit us, uh, took properties and our ability to look at those properties, list those properties off for about a month as we were recovering from that and still continue to recover from that, uh, especially for those of us who want to replant their entire uh, lawns because a lot of stuff died. So a lot of people are saying, oh, I want to wait until I can make it perfect. Uh, Well, the truth is anything will sell right now, whether it's perfect lawn or not, and everyone understands all the buyers get the fact that many lawns are not what they used to be or many landscapes are not what they used to be. Uh, So uh, we will continue to see a little bit of a hit from that as we round out our March data. But again, the February data was down a little bit or not down, but down versus what it was uh, last month. So last month in San Antonio, <clears throat> pardon me, sales were up about 22% uh, year over year versus in February only up 1%. And March, again, it will expected to be up but I think people are still uh, reeling from and dealing with some of the situations from that snowstorm and the and the freeze and everything that happened after that. Right now in San Antonio, we have got about a 1.6 month supply of inventory. Pending sales are up, active listings are down, and we expect that to continue just like the trends in Austin, Houston, Dallas, Fort Worth. Uh, we're also seeing those exact same trends in San Antonio. The full year data for San Antonio, those year to date sales were up 10% year over year. So San Antonio performed really well uh, versus how it had previously. And for the Dallas market, uh, so last month, the month of uh, February, sales were up. The average price was up 20% year over year. The median price was up 14% year over year at 382,000 for the average and 302,000 for the median price. Uh, The sales in some of the major counties like Dallas County, Collin County, and some of those uh, more closer to downtown counties uh, were up well over the $400,000 mark. So Dallas and Fort Worth performing really well. Days on market right now, 40 days down 37% year over year. Close sales in Dallas. And this again makes sense because of the snowstorm that we had last month down 8% year over year at just under 7,000 home sales versus if you look at it the prior month, it was up significantly year over year. Months of inventory right now in Dallas also a contributing factor to why some of those sales are down only at a 1.2 month supply of inventory. Pending sales at the end of February, again, as a result of the snowstorm, and ice storm and pipes breaking down 19% year over year. So people have taken their properties off of the market even more than before. Active listings are only 6,700 active listings, an unheard of number uh, in the Dallas and Fort Worth market. So down 68% year over year, which has also contributed to the fact that pending sales are down 19% year over year. If you look at the full year sales data for Dallas and Fort Worth for 2020, those sales were up 9. 
7.1% versus last year. And the median price was up 6.8% versus last year. And guys, I just want to remind you, I know we're sharing a lot of data, a lot of numbers with you, but we'd also love to share some strategies with you and some different ways to be able to find these off-market deals, especially considered considering how slim the market is when it comes to properties right now. So we'll love to share those 12 strategies that we use to invest, those 65 strategies that we use to find off-market deals. We've got a meeting set up for you on April 9th, 10th, and 11th. That's a Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. We start at 9 a.m. We go until about 7 p.m. or whenever you guys are done asking questions. We talk about the close script, so the exactly what to say for the real estate investor. We talk about partnering with us and other local experts and getting access to the funding that you need to finish uh, your deals, uh, take them to the closing table and get them going. If you'd like to get registered and join us and get even more information about the disruption and how you can maximize and profit from the disruption and find those deals that are not on the MLS, head on over to www.texasstarter.com kit.com. That's texasstarterkit.com. Right now we're doing it live and online. And because again, the obstacle is the way uh, we're doing it right now for free. But as we start to have live meetings again in the June, July timeframe, that free is going to go away. So I want to make sure you guys get in on it now while we're doing it live and online via Zoom and take advantage of all the knowledge that we've built up over almost two decades of investing in real estate. We'd love to be able to share that with you. And guys, I just want to say thank you so much for joining us. We're getting the next presentation geared up and ready to go. So I'm going to be introducing my husband. Uh, He and I have been investing side by side since 2003. And what you'll love about learning from him is his background. So he was a double major, electrical engineering and computer science. Now, some of you guys may be saying, well, that doesn't have anything to do with real estate. How's that going to help me? Well, I'll tell you, uh, not only has he talked to over 1,200 sellers in the last 18 plus years that we've been investing in real estate, but he's also able to break down those conversations conversations, break down those strategies, break down those marketing that it takes to get deals in a step-by-step-by-step-by-step format that only an engineer uh, can do. So he's going to share with you that those processes, and we're going to share with you the exact steps, the exact processes, the exact business model that we use in our own business. And we're also going to share with you how we've tweaked some of those processes and some of those steps as we work through this disruption. We continue to work through all of the disruptions that are out there. So with that, I'm going to hand it over to Phil. He's going to share a lot of the tribal knowledge that we've built up over these last two decades and go over specifically the different strategies that you need to use in your business to make money right here in Texas right now. We are Texas's largest real estate investor association at texasstarterkit.com. If you like today's episode, please subscribe, comment, or share with other investors. Or join us directly at TexasStarterKit.com.